0: Welcome back to the Heat Check Hangout. I'm Riley Davis, joined by my co-hosts Connor Hope and Brian Ralph. We're here breaking down all the Power Conference tournaments, looking at the Big 12 tonight. And we are joined by a guest who also doubles as a fashion icon, most famous for his long sleeve shirt, dry-fit polo look. Of course, it is the Field of 68's Rob Doster. How you doing, Bobby D.?
1: I'm, I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. It's a good look. The uh, This is a little scoopage here. The the Field of 68 National Coach of the Year tends to wear the same kind of outfit, So you know what? You're going to put me in the same conversation. shock is smart. I'm going to take it.
0: Hey, when are we going to get some uh, long-sleeve Field of 68 shirts? Now, that 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 I think would be the next step. You know, get the little logo coming out of your polo.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we need it. We need it. That's what we need. That's the next step. Because then if I can get the long-sleeve polos, then I'm going to stop getting made fun of. By everybody for having a long sleeve under the polo. It's winter, man. It's cold. You can't just wear a dry fit polo. You need something to stay warm. You need hey, layers. The, That's the key. The word. You live polo. in the south. You don't you don't know about that cold yet. You don't know
0: about that cold. <laughs> hey, the long sleeve polo is a good look. If you actually just wore a long sleeve polo, I probably wouldn't roast you as much for it. But as long as the long sleeves keep coming out underneath <laughs> the polo, you're gonna get a, noted. You're gonna get a little noted,
1: noted. It. noted.
0: But hey, we're gonna start off actually before we get into the Big Twelve, the Big Twelve tournament. With a little craft beer cast, throwing it back to uh, Rob's old podcast for NBC Sports. I know you and Riggs used to do that every time. I actually listened to that podcast way back in the fall of 2019 into the pandemic season. So, yeah, what you drinking tonight, Rob?
1: It's it's a little local New Jersey brew. I got it specifically for you, Riley. It's It's from Tonewood, is the brewery. And the beer is called, can you see that? It's called the Stratocaster ah i what, knew you i knew you'd appreciate that nice I little ipa nice. 8.2 percent. no big deal we uh we do a big <laughs> over here you know
0: there you go there you go i'm sipping on a. will uh, show the bottle first it's called strawberry and koji it's from my brother-in-law's brewery harding house brewery in nashville tennessee it is a uh it's a farmhouse ale not typically my go-to i'm more of a ipa guy myself but you know, I figured if I was on here, I'd give my give the family business a little bit of love, drink it into my UNC Asheville pint glass, uh, representing the, the best team in North Carolina right now, but uh, pretty tasty. How about you, Connor? You got anything? <laughs> Go ahead, Brian.
2: I'm not I've as fancy a, as you guys. I just a, have a
3: blonde ale from Firestone Walker called 805. Uh, became like a top twenty five craft beer back in like the early two thousand tens despite I think they still only distribute to California. Um but it's it's my favorite beer. So
1: No, I can get Firestone here. I love Firestone. Yeah, Fire the uh, yeah, Firestone's really good. What is it? The Union Jack? Is that that's their IPA, right? Yeah, uh, I have yeah. seen that before. Yeah. yeah, Union Jack, that's really good. Yeah, that's good stuff.
0: Rob, what'd you say the name of your brewery was again? No. Oh. It's I called Sam Stone Adams Wood. Winter Lager.
1: Gosh, Wood Brewing. Yeah.
0: Sorry, Brian. I didn't mean to cut you off. Stratocaster IP.
1: You. That's kind of guitar, Ralph. That's a kind of guitar. Yeah. He, <laughs> he, he just wants to brag about the fact that he's drinking a Sam Adams right here. Like, you he really shouldn't. <laughs> you should just pretend like no I one. Don't. <laughs> I don't.
2: I don't. I was bullied into drinking alcohol. <laughs>
1: There you go. Lovely
2: Sam Adams winter lager because I'm a child and I don't have much beer in my fridge.
0: Well, on that note, we can go ahead and transition.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we'll get a little into the, talk the hoops. hoops action.
0: So talking Big 12 tournament today. Uh, kick Tips off this, uh, this Wednesday in Kansas City. Uh, then it culminates on Saturday for the finals. We have, of course, the Kansas Jayhawks as the number one seed. Texas as the two seed. And then you got Kansas State as the three seed. Baylor as the four. But looking at this bracket. Uh, first, I wanted to ask just any observations about it. If uh, any of y'all looking at it, do you see any one team you think that has a particularly tough draw or a particularly easy draw? Let me start with you, Rob.
1: Uh, I think everybody has a tough draw because this league, in this conference is absolutely insane. So, like, there's <laughs> no, the, there's not going to be a single easy game. I mean, you're looking at it. West Virginia, to me, is a tournament team. Oklahoma State, I hope, can end up finding a way to get into the tournament. Oklahoma, the 10 seed, beat number two Alabama by 30 points this season, right? Texas Tech, we've seen them reel off six out of eight games now. Obviously, their coach is going to be suspended for this matchup, so it might be a little bit different. But, yeah, nobody has an easy draw. It's the Big 12. But it's going to be a bloodbath.
0: How about you, How about you, Ralph? Is there anything that catches your eye about this bracket or any of the draws?
2: Um, I mean, there are no easy games in the Big 12. It's why they're sending the entire conference to the NCAA tournament, just about. But if you're, if you're splitting hairs, I'd much rather be Kansas in the top half of that bracket than I would Texas or Kansas State in the bottom half. Baylor and Iowa State, that 4-5 matchup, very good teams, very flawed teams, teams that Kansas is built to exploit those flaws. I'd rather have them in the semis than trying to face the winner of Kansas State TCU So I think both those teams, their ceilings are, are very high and their floors are very high. Um, it, it's set up well for Kansas. It typically sets up well for for Kansas. Uh, the bottom half of that bracket, though, looking at potential Texas-Oklahoma State or Texas-Kansas State TCU in the semis, uh, that's, that's going to be a heavyweight, like, Final Four caliber bout. The one in thing, thing I push back on, Ralph, is that
1: uh, if you're Kansas and you have a second round matchup with West Virginia, right? Like that's not. I, I think with, I, I think the world of West Virginia this year. They're they're tough to play against. Yeah. So they almost beat Kansas in uh, Fall field Fieldhouse. What was it like a like a week ago, week and a half ago, something like that. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I hear what you're saying about Baylor, mm-hmm. but Baylor also has a coach that won a national championship and the best backcourt in the country. And apparently Iowa State's great again now that they got rid of Caleb Grills. So. Who knows? That's the thing about this league. Like, hey. and then on the other side, if you if you're in <laughs> Texas, they might end up getting Kansas State, who has two All-Americans on the team, or TCU, who might be the most dangerous team, the dangerous sixth seed, the most right. dangerous sixth seed in the history of major conference tournaments. Like, what this league is just stupid, man. Like, it's just it's a joke. And they're going yeah, to Houston next yeah. year. Like, good luck.
2: We're splitting hairs. There is yeah, no there luck. is no matchup match UCF. Forward.
1: UCF is going to that oh, league to become the ball. <laughs> That's what's
0: happening right now. Yeah, and Rob, you touched on it some with Oklahoma State, and you said West Virginia is a tournament team. I think so as well. Oklahoma State has a chance to get there. Those are kind of the obvious picks for for which teams can help themselves the most just as far as getting into the field. But as you look at this bracket, is there any team like a Kansas State, like a TCU who you think with a solid showing can – maybe get up to that protected seed line or even TCU. Maybe they're, I haven't checked the latest bracketology, but I would guess they're projected around a seven or an eight, but getting a little bit higher.
1: I i honestly think it's Iowa state, right? Cause they had that big drop off um, over the, I, I, I don't remember exactly what it was. I think they won like f- uh, their first four games in league play and they lost something like 10 of the next 14. Uh, but they beat up on Baylor in Waco on, uh, on Saturday and that's a team where – I said this the other day on After Dark. They are more important – like, the, the the chemistry there is more important than the actual talent on the roster, right? Like, not having a guy that is going to be a cancer in the locker room, not having a guy that people, like, don't really like because he's just kind of a – I don't know if I'm allowed to curse on here, but he's just um, – he's not – not very nice, you know what I mean? Like he's a little bit grumpy, maybe (laughs) a little bit of attitude and uh, bringing everybody down. You know how you just got guys around you that are mopey like that, that are grumpy, Mm -hmm. that are kind of mean and kind of angry, and they just bring the vibes down? Well, when you're a team that's based off of chemistry and playing together and culture and defensive connectedness and all of those buzzwords and the the cliches that college coaches love to talk about, that's what Iowa State is. And to be able to win with a team like that, you need – you can't have like a bad apple in there, so mm-hmm. um, I'll I'll be very curious to see what happens with Iowa State here because we I mean we saw them last year with this basically this the same kind of a team it wasn't the same team but the same kind of a team that just made no sense find a way to get to the Sweet Sixteen because what they do and this is kind of off topic but what they do is with that no middle defense like they they lean into that as much as anybody in the Big Twelve does and when you get outside of that conference. No one really sees that anywhere other than the Big 12. So Big 12 teams Mm -hmm. know how to deal with it. They kind of get what you're doing against it. And other teams, you can scout it. You can teach your players what's going to happen. You can have your scout team run it. But it's just, it's not the same as playing against it for like 15 out of 20 games in league play. Because I think half of the Big 12, probably more than that, runs that no middle defense. I know Baylor Mm -hmm. does, Texas Tech does. uh, Texas did under Chris Beard, so... Oklahoma State runs an, inter- uh, an iteration of it. Um, I've, Iowa State does it. So you're used to it in that conference. And then you get out of league play, and no one really knows what's coming. And, and that can kind of mess some teams up a little bit. And it's a very difficult thing to prepare against if you've never seen it before. So I'm I'm kind of in on Iowa State long term and big picture. Is that is that a crazy t- I feel like that's a hot take.
0: Hey, I am so glad you're gassing up the clones right now because we did a Final Four draft about a month and a half ago. I may or may not have taken Iowa State way too early and got clowned by both these guys, but I'm in on this team. I love TJ Otzelberger, Rob. That's a guy you need to get in a long sleeve shirt underneath his polo because he's always going to be rocking a polo. That's, <laughs> that's the next guy to get you on the shock of smart look. But, you know, they got the same defense that's just as good as it was last season, but something that stuck out to me. I mean, this team is top 70 in the country in assist rate. They move the ball well, and I think – Especially like you mentioned, the whole chemistry issues with Caleb Grill with that, with him being out of the picture, you might even see the offense take off a little bit more than it has been. I think Gabe Kalsher gives him the perfect guy who can heat up, make some big shots. And of course, he's liable to go cold Mm. as well. But I mean, he's had a ton of big moments throughout the year where he's come through in the clutch. So uh, I'm with you. I like this Iowa State team a lot. Brian or Connor, if you want to push back on that, you're welcome to. But.
1: Yeah, please, someone, someone talk us out of this. We're just we're, we're jumping all over a team that lost six out of seven before finally winning a game. I, I got I, I got it up here. They lost. Uh, it was nine of their last thirteen games, and me and Riley were over here just gassing them up. Yeah, get all in, all I, in on no, Iowa just, State they because, just, because they beat a the team on senior Baylor. night that had nothing to play for. <laughs> <laughs> they beat all, Baylor all the by by the the team on senior night. Like, on. <laughs> Wasn't nothing I to play like, I, Riley. I think we're idiots, my, man. But like, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. My Connor issue with Iowa Connor State.
3: My issue with Iowa State, and it and it doesn't really affect the tournament. It's it's not that they lost that amount. It's not that they lost all these games in Big Twelve play. It's they lost three of their last four home games, and they're a team that's supposed to be able to really just. They're supposed to win at home, and then try and pick up these wins here and there on the road, and that's going to be their resume. And when you lose. Three of four home games, one of which, by the way, was to Oklahoma. Like, to me, it just – maybe it was Caleb Grill. Maybe that fixes everything. <laughs> but uh, I've been out on Iowa State uh, mainly because I just don't trust their offense to to carry them that far. Um, their defense is outstanding. Um, but I don't know how much you can rely on Gabe Kalsher to, to pull you out of some of these, these tough games and, and get you wins. So – um, I, I'm out on, on Iowa State, but I, I certainly think that they could win a game or two um, it, in the, the Big 12 tournament. I just don't think they can win three in a row.
1: Yeah, see, you're thinking with your head. You got you got to think with your heart here.
3: I don't want to I
0: turn this into a... with
1: your heart. It's all gut decisions.
0: <laughs> if you didn't have to look at Caleb Grills mullet every day,
2: well, the, the other the other part of this too, and I, I don't <laughs> I want to turn I'm this sorry, into right. <laughs> I to say, if you didn't have to look at Caleb Grills mullet every day, you start playing better. Go ahead. You're good. The the last thing, Go ahead, Brian The last thing I'll say, and I don't want to turn this into an Iowa State cask, but like um, they've struggled, and yeah, it might be Caleb Grill. Like we'll find out this week, and I think that's why this week is so important for them. They scored more points than they had in a month against Baylor. And some of that's because <laughs> Baylor's defense kind of stinks. And we hold Iowa State in this regard because of the fact they made the Sweet 16 last year. But that Sweet 16 run, they beat an LSU team without a head coach and a Wisconsin team that couldn't Fair score points. 50 points. Yeah. yeah. Like there's there's some context end. in that that matters. You're, you're and you're and trying to out- it might happen yourself.
1: At, No, you got yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it. Yeah. Might,
2: it might happen again that defense is, is awesome. So I, I think we'll learn A lot about them more so than I think we would about a lot of other teams, particularly in the Big 12. Brian, you mentioned that. That's the point I was
1: trying to make when this whole conversation started, but (laughs) (laughs) we somehow got sidetracked. Started talking about Marlitz and Ewan Theory, so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'll bring us back in. So, Brian, you mentioned that Iowa State scored the most points it had in a month against Baylor, and that just so happens to be its first matchup in the tournament. Uh, So as you look at this bracket, is there any one matchup that you're hoping to see that you think will be especially exciting or could have some good storylines to it? Uh, Connor, I'll turn that to you first.
3: I don't know if it'll be a good matchup. It could end up being a bloodbath, but I really feel bad for Oklahoma State. Um, Avery Anderson broke his wrist. I think they're a tournament team. He broke his wrist at the beginning of February. They, They went on a slump, lost, I think, six in a row. Against really good Big 12 teams. But unlike Tech, like if they had gotten a Texas Tech spot and had the opportunity to play West Virginia, I would feel a little bit better because that's a quad one win if they win that game. Now, as it stands, they beat Oklahoma. It's a quad two win. Does it shift the needle that much? Probably not. And so then they have to beat Texas. And so that Oklahoma State-Texas matchup is one I really want to see because I want Oklahoma State to get into the tournament, and I think the only way they can really do that now is to beat Texas in that second-round game.
0: How about you, mm-hmm. Ralph?
1: I, I agree, and I, I want them to get in, man. They've they they the they've been screwed by the NCAA, right? They had this... Uh, they had this thing hanging over their head, and they were the one program that was actually like, listen, you know what? We're not going to fight you on it. This is what we did. It really wasn't that serious. Like, we had a guy that was rogue. He did some things he probably shouldn't have done. But it mostly it was just like he got three he gave $300 to a player, and then it was he took some bribes, right? Like, this is just a guy that is committing federal crimes that happens to be working for us at the time. We couldn't have known anything about it. And all of that was true. And the NCAA was like, we're going to give you a one-year postseason ban drop the hammer on the program. Nobody else got that. Nobody else in college basketball got that cuz they all fought the NCAA. They all pushed back. They all spent all this money on lawyers and like it, it's been by the time we actually see any kind of punishment for like Bill self or Kansas or whoever it is, it's going to be like 8 9 years after all of this happened, right? And Oklahoma State was the one team that was like, "Yeah, look, you know what? We're going to play ball. We'll just we'll just figure it out. We want this to go away." Get the hammer dropped on them. They're the only ones. They got screwed by the NCAA. I want them to get in the tournament. I'm rooting for them. I know we're not supposed to root or talk about that, but I'm rooting for them. I want them to win this Bedlam matchup, and I would love to see them pick off Texas in that uh, in that second round or in that quarterfinal game just so they can get in. They need to be dancing. Get my man Mike Boynton a bid. What do we got to do, Riley? What do we got to do? <laughs>
0: hey, I, I am not cheering for Oklahoma State, but that's because I cheer for a terrible bubble team that I'm still holding out hope for, so – but I'll, it's a noble crusade you're fighting, Rob. I support you in it. <laughs> How about you, Ralph? Is there any matchup you got your eye on in particular?
2: Yeah. Like, I'll I think it's Baylor all of Iowa State. Ralph, won. it's all of them. It's for, all of them. For, <laughs> for like, what reasons we just talked about? about. Yeah. I mean, there, again, there, there, there are no bad games. There are no bad games. Right? Like... Again, we're splitting hairs. Like, which one are you going to watch the full 40 minutes as opposed to 39 and a half? Come <laughs> back from a bathroom break, right? Like, there's you're going to watch all these games. Baylor, Iowa State to me is the one we're going to learn yeah. the most about these teams. Just Baylor defensively, Iowa State, we just, we just talked about everything post Caleb Grill. But you can throw any of these. I'll tell games you what on. you got to root gonna for. Be, though. It's going to be awesome. All right.
1: This is what you got to root for. We need a Kansas, Kansas State Big 12 title game in Kansas city. That is what we need. That building will be insane. It'll be a zoo. That's what we need. That's what you got to root for. If you got no rooting interest in this, that's what you got to root for. That's the game you want to see. That's the matchup you want to see.
0: I think going off of that, probably the two players who I'm most excited to see in a tournament setting like this are Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson. Seeing what they can do with when the lights are the brightest, maybe a little precursor to what they'll be doing the following week in March sorry in March Madness that's going to be that's going to be a movie as the kids say so let's uh okay, Riley. <laughs> let's oh talk a little God. dark horse picks before we get into our championship picks and our bowl predictions
3: Ralph you is, it, first? is it even fair to call any of these teams dark horses outside of like think, uh, yeah. the first round teams because right. if TCU wins are you really considering them a dark horse they're the sixth seed but like they like they could just as easily win as say a, a Baylor or an Iowa State or someone like that. Like the dark horse really it's West Virginia. I don't think Oklahoma State can win it all. I think West Virginia is really the only one that, like, if they pick off Kansas in that second round game, then maybe they get Iowa State and Iowa State just falls flat from on offense, and then they're all of a sudden in the title game and they're and and they're playing whoever's on the other side. Um, they're the only ones that I even think could be considered a dark horse. I mean, them and below are the only ones that I could even think could That's be considered I got, a dark horse. I got one horse. for you.
1: I got one for you. Who, out of everybody in the Big 12, who was the most disappointing team in the conference this year? What do you guys think? I mean, it well, happened to pre-season be. Preseason top 25, right? team. No nope, Preseason Texas top Tech. 25 team.
3: Texas no, Tech. No, Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Tech. Texas Tech. Yeah.
1: Preseason top 25 team. They finished ninth. Part of the reason they finished ninth is because uh, let's just say that the guy running the program is probably not the most popular person in that locker room for a myriad of different reasons. He's not going to be coaching in Kansas City, so he's not there. Now, all of a sudden, you got a team that legitimately has top 25 talent like Jalen Tyson is a stud. Devin Harbin has been unbelievable at times this season, right? Kevin O'Banner, we've seen what he can do in a tournament setting. We know what he can do in a tournament setting. Um, it's not like Fardas or Daniel Batchel are bad basketball players. Pop Isaacs has popped off for like 25 points at different times this year. You're telling me it's inconceivable that a team now doesn't have something weighing over them. A guy who is, you know, Mark Adams, uh, I, I always got along with him, uh, but he does have a little bit of like Billy Clyde, Greg Marshall in him in terms of the way that he coaches. He's a guy from West Texas that came up in the Juco ranks, 67 years old. You can probably figure all that out. Uh, so I'm, I'm in on Texas Tech, finding a way to make a run. And honestly, like, you want to talk about fun matchups? like That, that West Virginia-Texas Tech matchup is going to be really, really intriguing. Because West Virginia, like, you don't want to lose that because you don't want to give the committee a reason. You're going to be 18 and 14 if you lose. You don't want to give them a reason. But you got a Texas Tech team with top 25 talent that won six out of eight at one point this season. Yeah. We'll see what happens. But I think Texas Tech, like, would you be shocked if you looked up on Saturday afternoon and Texas Tech is playing, like, Texas for the Big 12 Tournament Championship? I wouldn't. I
0: would. I would. My my bold prediction for this tournament is Texas Tech gets blasted by, like, 20 in the first round. I think even without Mark Adams Mm. there, I feel like that's probably had such a weight on this team and these players that probably most of them are heading to the portal anyway. That like they're probably just ready for this to be over. I mean, you've kind of seen it with how they had a chance these last couple of games to get back into the tournament picture after winning four games in a row. Which honestly, maybe that speaks to Rob's point that they did that while hating their coach. But they've lost their last three, including well, I guess it was a narrow narrow loss, but still a home loss to Oklahoma State. <laughs> so, y'all want to? We can go ahead and close with some. Uh, championship picks and some bold predictions. So I'll start off start us off with Ralph. Who are you picking to win it, and what's your bold
2: prediction? Kansas. I, I mean, I, they're the safest pick. The floor is the highest. They're in a, a season nationally, particularly in Big 12, that teams have been so inconsistent up and down. They are the steadiest team, I, I think, in the country. It's not the most sexy pick or the most fun pick, but to me – particularly with it being in Kansas city too. Like that's an obvious advantage for Kansas. I think they win. Um, bold prediction. I think we see Oklahoma state beat Texas. I think we see Oklahoma state get what they need, get to the semis. And uh, I think that gets them in the tournament. Got it.
3: Um, I'm going to stay with Kansas. I, 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 was thinking Baylor because Baylor's defense has improved over the last month since Chama Chacha came out slightly marginally. Um, what surprised me is, did you know that their two point percentage defense is worse over, the last, worse over the last month than it is on the year, which when you add a guy like Chama Chacha, you don't expect to happen. Uh, I think they go into Kansas and Kansas just attacks the middle. Um, and, and I mean, Baylor is a good team. They have good players, but I don't think that Kansas is going to have much trouble with that defense. Um, so I got a theory on why that.
1: that is, Connor. I got a theory on why that is because is that? has he's lost his explosiveness. Like you can see, he's not the yeah. same guy that he used to be. So instead of being somebody that's trying to block shots at the square, he's someone that's trying to get in the way and take charges. So like instead of being the rim protector that creates uh, missed, that um, creates missed shots. He's now the rim protector, like a Jalen Williams last year from Arkansas. That kind of yeah. gets in the way and takes charges. I'd be interested to see, like, if there's stats on uh, how many offensive fouls teams are picking up against Baylor, because um, I don't know if that's if that's correct or not. But that's just kind of the theory that's floating around in my head. Anyway, sorry I cut you off, Baylor. I like it.
3: No, no, that was that was that was it. I, I don't really have a bold prediction. I think anything you say about what's going to happen in this conference outside of like picking an outrageous player to win player of, you know, most, most valuable player of the tournament, um, is conceivable given how close the bottom is to the top of this conference. Yeah.
1: I'm going to go with, uh, with Kansas state winning it. I think that we're going to see a very large Kansas state fan base showing up there. I think it's been a long time since Kansas state has, um, had a reason to go to the big 12 tournament and be this excited about it. I know firsthand that that fan base is uh, hungry and excited about this team. And it, it's not as close as, uh, as Lawrence is to Kansas city, but it's like a two hour drive. So I expect to see a lot of Kansas state fans there. Uh, my bold prediction is that we see Texas tech playing on Saturday. I think that they make this run. I think they get West Virginia. I think they find a way to beat Kansas. Cause remember that's a Ooh. rivalry game. Texas tech has played them tough. Uh, And then I think they find a way to – they they end up in that title game. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if they they beat Kansas State, but that's who I see playing in the finals. Kansas State, Texas Tech for all the marbles in the Big 12 tournament. That's what I want. That's what I want. I want to see a team that has – I want to see a bid stealer. I want to see a bid (laughs) beat coming out of one of these power conferences. We got Texas Tech making a run to the Big 12 tournament title game for the right to get an automatic bid and North Carolina, making a run to the ACC tournament title game to talking. try to get an automatic bid and make sure that my, my, my man, Riley over here, <laughs> isn't on uh you know, we got to keep him sober enough to be able to walk. That's what we got to do. So
0: <laughs> Or else I'll be drinking, drinking on my UNC Asheville glass till like, no event. Well, uh, it'll, <laughs> yeah, it'll stay. You it'll definitely stay. UNC Asheville through Mac Brown probably botching having Drake May as his quarterback again. But I'll, I'll stay on topic. I'll stay on topic and give my pick. I, I really want to pick Iowa State. I want to. My mind is harkening back to 2019 when Steve Prome got the Clones a, a big Ten, uh, a Big Twelve tournament championship with Mar- Mariel Shayok, Taylor Horton, Tucker. I loved that team. I thought that team was going to make like an elite eight run, and they flamed out against Ohio State. Uh, that's where my mind wants to go, but. I got to go with Kansas State as well uh, for all the reasons Rob said with the way that that fan base is going to show out in Kansas City and just Marquise Noel. I'm envisioning him hitting some, like, logo threes to get to get the dove for Coach Tang, my coach of the year. So, all right. Well, that's all we have for this edition of the Heat Check Hangout, breaking down the Big 12 tournament. I'm Riley Davis, as always, for for Brian Ralph and Connor Hope, my co-host. And thanks again to, to Rob Doster, our guest. Appreciate you coming
1: on, Rob. Always a pleasure, fellas.
3: Basketball, basketball, college. Basketball, basketball, college. Oh, is time already? Whoa, basketball, college. Come on, dude. Basketball, basketball, college. Whoa, basketball, basketball, college. Whoa, basketball, college.